Well, how about those Minnesota Twins? Uh, eight of the last 11 uh, from last time I checked. Minnesota Twins playing an exciting brand of baseball. They're winning games on walk-offs, intense, and as you heard Rocco Baldelli earlier on our, our bump, Polo, I love the nickname, Polo, getting it done last night. Jorge Polanco, not the only one. And every week we get a chance to talk with the television voice of the Minnesota Twins, Dick Bramer. Dick, welcome aboard again today. And we're going to introduce you two to one of the newest members of our team, Matthew English. So Matthew, Dick, Dick, Matthew. There you go. Good to kind of sort of meet you. (laughs) Great, great to meet you, Dick. Been watching uh, you for a really long time. And uh, my mom, you know, I hope she's listening right now because this is a uh, boy. If this she could big... hear her son talking to Dick Bremer right now, she she would just be absolutely, you know, you know, amazed. <laughs> there you go, Dick. What better start to a show than that, right? Right, exactly. I hope you didn't date me too long by saying he's been listening to me for a long, <laughs> no, long no. time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, Derek, just to put this uh, out in front before we even talk about the excitement of the win yesterday, and uh, uh, you and Dumont, is that this weekend? Derek, you brought it up last week. Are you, is that this weekend, Dick? Yeah, that's Saturday. I'm going to be uh, in Dumont uh, from 3 to 6. Uh, I'm going to bring some copies of my book along if people wanted to buy them, but the whole the main point of it is just to kind of celebrate baseball and to sign uh, the books that uh, we were supposed to sign about a year and a half ago when we had the first book signing uh, scheduled. Uh, and then the pandemic hit and a lot of uh, things changed, of course, for everybody after that. But um, I'm excited for it. My sister, who also grew up in Dumont, is uh, up from uh, Missouri where she's lived for many, many years. Uh, she wants to be a part of it. Uh, my wife and daughter are going to be there, and so we're really looking forward to it. Uh, the irony is we're there to celebrate baseball, and uh, the team, Dumont, as small as it is, still has a team. They qualified for the state tournament, so they are playing awesome. Saturday afternoon, uh, but not in Dumont. But we're still going to have a great time. There's going to be uh, music there and uh, food and beer, and the weather forecast looks encouraging and a I'm really, really looking forward to it. It's going to be one of the highlights of my summer. Game used, my life in stitches with the Minnesota Twins. Dick Bramer, uh, Dick joining us today. I just have a simple one out of the gate for Dick, and then you guys can fire away. The mood, Dick, just the general feel and pulse of you, uh, the broadcast team, target field, the faces you see walking through the, the turnstiles there, the mood right now of those around Twins territory. Well, it's uh, it couldn't be more different than it was in the first three months of the year when uh, I think fans sensed it too. We did up in the booth, uh, and I'm, the players, I think, if they were perfectly honest, they'd probably admit it too. You just got the sense that they were going to find a way to lose, and that's no way to you know play a professional sport. Now it's just the opposite. You know, I mean. It, the eight and three mark over the last 11 games is, is significant and impressive, but it's not been done against the Rangers, the Royals and the Orioles. It's been done against the best teams in the league. Cleveland's below 500 now, but we, we know how tough they play and how good they have been. So to have this run of games against the best teams in the league, uh, hopefully encourages fans to believe that what we saw in the first three, uh, four months this year was uh, an aberration and that the, the bar has been raised uh, for next year to uh, you know raise everyone's expectations that, you know, this team is talented and it should be expected to win more games. 
it is so much fun to catch these young uh, pitchers come at it. You know, I think that's the one thing that really is keep me tuned into all this with, you know, Griffin Jack's looking solid, Bailey Ober. I mean, that, that is probably one of the more po- positive things if you're thinking about 2022. Well, in the first three months, and it does all center around the pitching, but in the first three months, maybe Barrios and very early on Jay Happ. But you know, getting back-to-back quality starts from a starter was seemingly impossible. Well, here Griffin Jacks has done that now. To me, the, the, the most encouraging thing is the guy throwing tonight, Bailey Ober. He's made five of his starts against the White Sox. And they've gotten increasingly better rather than a veteran lineup like Chicago's having increasing success against somebody they'd never seen before. And in, case, uh, in, in fact, it's been just the opposite. Now, that bodes well in the future, not just for Bailey Ober, but for the team as a whole, because I think that's what they're looking for. The ability, whether you're a position player like Trevor Larnick or Nick Gordon, uh, Alex Kirilov before he got hurt, or a pitcher, the ability to make changes, um, to adapt to the teams that are adapting to you, whether you're a hitter or a pitcher. And I think Bailey Ober has done a wonderful job of that. Talking Twins baseball, Dick Bramer joining us today. The Minnesota Twins winner on a, uh, a walk-off last night. Specifically, we, you know, I, I get it, pitching, 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 and that's neat. Uh, Jorge Polanco, I know that, that you know, Jorge's a ball player. He can put the ball in play. He looks like he's, he's in a nice little – he must be seeing it well. He must have just a great feel uh, Dick right now situationally and he's just been a uh, more of an impact player I don't know I guess I don't want to put words in your mouth but talk a little bit about uh, Polanco well uh, the Twins had a good series against the Rays Jorge did not get a hit in the series which is very unusual for him to go three games without a hit he did drive in the game winning run uh, Sunday afternoon with a, a deep uh, fly ball that would have gone out had the wind not been blowing in but he didn't get any hits, and then he had a couple of frustrating at-bats, and he's a very prideful man. And I, I I just got the sense that he was really, really frustrated that he hadn't gotten a hit. And so he blew through a stop sign at third base and scored an, an important run for the Twins, ran out in the field or right before that, and made just a great catch on a short fly ball into right center field. And you just knew it was a matter of time, at least I felt it was just a matter of time before he was going to break through. He got a hit with the eighth inning or something like that. Uh, and then I, I really felt, and then this goes back to expecting good things to happen rather than bad things to happen. I just was convinced that the game was going to end in his at bat. Uh, I was that convinced that he was going to come through in the clutch like he has so many times before. And there's no question, I mean, he is stepping up right now as, uh, you know, because we talked about maybe he or Kepler could get traded, but, you know, he's right now the MVP of this team. Yeah, he's really picked it up uh, really before the Nelson Cruz trade. I think we saw some signs of it. But, you know, we this has been kind of fun to watch, and it's going to continue, I think, to be a, uh, a topic of discussion. Uh, putting some players like Kepler – back into their familiar spots where they've been successful, like the leadoff spot. And maybe for Polanco down the road, uh, it'll be a case where he'll be returned to shortstop. Anderson Simmons has really been a disappointment uh, offensively and even defensively. And it might be, as the Twins are trying to find room for uh, either Luis Arise 
or Nick Gordon. It might be uh, that Polanco next year would be returned to short where he was quite successful, obviously elected uh, as a starting shortstop for the American league in the all-star game. Uh, we might see a position change for him. The main thing of course is his bat needs to be in the lineup. Nick Bramer joining us. I know that uh, the, uh, you got a couple left here with, uh, with, uh, with Cleveland and then it's to New York. And, and I don't, you know, after the year is over, we always chat. You look back and say, did they overachieve? Did they underachieve? Dick, you laid out exactly a number of reasons why this year has been different. And by the way, remember that conversation, Dick? That was about a 15 minute. I think it was a general question to you. And then you responded with all these things and you were right on all of them from COVID to this, to that, to an uprising, to an upheaval and all that. When we look back, I don't know. Uh, you know, can they get to 500? What What does a series win mean at New York uh, if they can pull it off this weekend? What they're doing right now with, as you talk about their win over Houston that series and the White Sox and Tampa Bay over there. When we look back, what what would point to a successful or you know not underachieving season? Let's put it that way, Dick. Well, you know, obviously, you'd like to win a series in New York. That would mean winning three out of four, and we know beating the Yankees has been tough. Uh, winning in Boston uh, would be a significant thing, too. For me, I've got maybe more modest uh, expectations or hopes uh, for the balance of the season. Uh, I'd like the Twins to have a winning August and September. Uh, they had four straight losing months. Uh mathematically sure they can catch fire and get back to the 500 mark but i think it would leave a better taste in everyone's mouth if they just put together a winning august and a winning september and then maybe when the snow starts flying and we uh, start processing everything that happened uh you know in the 2021 season for the twins uh we can go well yeah a lot of weird stuff happened and that's why it happened, and that's why this happened, and that happened. But, you know, even without Cruz and Buxton and Barrios, they played good baseball for an extended period of time, had a couple of winning months, and so maybe the cupboard isn't bare at all as you try to look forward to 2022. You look at it as far as uh, some of the relief and not having Taylor Rogers and all that, and all you know, Colomain actually looks like he's serviceable. It's great, but it's frustrating all at the same time. Yeah, he's pitching like the Twins hoped he would pitch in April and May when the games were so much more important. And so, you know, it's not just him. It's John Gant, who they got from the Cardinals in the J-half trade. It's Juan Manaya last night. Yeah, they got the good start from, from uh, uh, I'm sorry. Griffin Jacks. Sleep last Jacks night. Yeah. Griffin Jacks, right. <laughs> they got the, the good start. But then the bullpen pitched four shutout innings with just one hit. And, you know, where was that in April and May and June, right? So uh, if the if the relievers continue to pitch well, then maybe there'll be some components in place for a much better bullpen last year. I know this in baseball from team to team, uh, there's nothing more fluid than a bullpen for a team. It can be good one year with a lot of the same guys coming back next year. They can be bad. That's just kind of the nature of the game. So I'm I'm, I'm hoping that what we're seeing from some of these guys uh, will encourage them to come back to the Twins, and they can be components of a much more reliable bullpen than what we've uh, seen for most of this year. Do we have a call for Dick today on the on the program? Well, you know, this has been two years in the making, as you know, Dick. My friend Paul, 
who is uh, your biggest yes. fan. We we went to uh, next to Matthew English, by the <laughs> yeah, way, exactly. his mother. Okay, but uh, you know, Paul, we went out uh, last Monday and watched. It. it was a very disappointing game that Paul and I watched uh, when we were watching you. But uh, Paul, you are on, and I know you've been waiting for this all with the great Dick Bramer. Hi, Dick Bramer. How you doing, Paul? Uh, I'm doing very well. What did you think of that tenth inning last night when Polanco hit that game-winning hit? Well, it was uh, an exciting win for the Twins, and and I'm not going to uh, uh, not answer your question, but I'm going to go back to the top of the inning. And one thing I think uh, that has been proven, and it was proven just as vividly when the Twins lost their first eight extra inning games, when you start with a runner at second base, that next plate appearance, that next at bat is so critically important. So what happened last night? The Indians had a runner at second base. Uh, the batter was retired, I think, with a strikeout. Uh, or no, ground ball to short, I think. And uh, the runner did not advance to third. As a result of that, they didn't score. What happened when the Twins got their gifted runner at second base? Well, Nick Gordon draw, uh, lined a single to center field, getting the runner to third, and then, you know, Everything changes. Infield has to come in. Outfield has to come in. There's an intentional walk to load the bases. So uh, it was good that the Twins executed the way you're supposed to in that situation. And a successful at-bat does not necessarily mean that the batter got a walk or a hit. You have to, at a bare minimum, get that runner to third base. That's true now in extra innings, but it's been true in the game for 150 years. Yeah. Very good, Paul. Thanks so much for calling in. Derek, uh, Nick, I'll talk to you next Tuesday. <laughs> awesome. All right, that sounds good, Paul. <laughs> All right, yeah, bye. There you go, Dick Bramer making people see what, the, the simple thing you could do to make someone's day right there. Dumont, Minnesota, we'll finish on this. And, and Matthew, you spent some time in Harvey, I know, in some smaller towns. Derek Barnesville's got this community feel. My buddy Brent Weingarten is in the house. We're going to talk collectibles. By the way, Dick, if – you have the other Wagner card that's worth six million. Let me know. We've got a we've got, we've got an expert. If in here. you think I had a Hannes Wagner card, I'd be doing this gig with you guys on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> if you would, it would have been, it'd be from the the Bremer boat somewhere off of the yeah. Florida Keys or something like that. You can pull it in, Ben. Uh, but uh, the other day, uh, before a uh, an American Association game, and and teams do this stick, and I think they do that at Target Field sometimes. They show movies, and oftentimes it's baseball movies, and I always get sucked into the sandlot and they were showing this on the on the video board i was done with my pregame prep and i just took time to watch to get a little bit of the sandlot so on dumont minnesota and i'm not sure how many little league diamonds were in harvey north dakota matthew when you were there but dumont is what dick a hundred couple hundred i mean it's a smaller population i'm just curious well, how many little league fields you had growing up uh when you were when well you were. we didn't have a little league field we had the town team field which was right behind my uh, my back door literally a hundred feet from my back door uh, so uh, kids of all ages, even adults, uh, there was one place to play. Well, I shouldn't say that because there was a vacant lot next to the uh, blacksmith shop when we play games there too. Mm. Uh, so uh, there were, when we lived there in the 60s, the sign said 235 people lived in Dumont, and it's less than half of that now. But uh, we'll hope for a really good turnout on Saturday. That's fantastic because that just sounds like there's a yes, a, one oh, little man. like like Americana right there in Traverse County, and, and just a 
piece of Americana. So you you maybe had to play against some boys uh, twice your age, I'd imagine, growing up, Dick. Well, yeah, when you have a town that small, uh, you know, there are no age brackets, right? I mean, we would just play pickup games, and sometimes there'd be five of us playing a game. Sometimes we might have as many as nine or ten, and we'd divide into groups of, uh, you know, two teams of five. Uh, but I and I, I will tell you this uh, about the book. If for those of you who have read the book, there's a picture very early on that someone from Dumont sent me that visually shows what I wrote about months earlier uh, in the book. Uh, it's an aerial shot of all things of the field in Dumont that shows what I wrote about in the book that cars would be parked outside the outfield fence, door handle to door handle, mm. and you, you know, the the banks, the, the hillside, covered with people. There was this town with just a couple hundred people in it. And I kid you not, my memory of the games there, there must have been at least 500 people there on a, on a daily basis. And it's just because the game itself was so compelling and so important to these people's lives. And while I'm disappointed the Dumont Saints aren't going to be at my event on Saturday, I'm thilled that they still have a team and it's still a successful team. That's fantastic. That's awesome. That's that is good. a great That's story great. there. That's good stuff yeah. right there. So When it, I got that picture in the mail, when somebody sent it to me, I remember I got the mail and I had it delivered to, to me, I think, in Cleveland. I opened up the envelope and, and I almost cried. I had goosebumps yeah. on my arm because that was the perfect picture I wasn't in it, of course, but it's my favorite picture that I put in the book. You just painted a great picture yeah. of that scene, by the way. That I could just visually, right, guys, just visually see that uh, right that is there. So cool. Oh well, let's go get it, Twins, Mister Ober. Let's hopefully Bailey can get it uh, done tonight. Twins can find another way to win in ten innings, and you can get home after twelve in the morning, Dick. Get a lack of sleep and come back and do it again <laughs> on a day game tomorrow. Is that, is that a plan, Dick? <laughs> Yeah, we got a day game tomorrow, so it'll be a quick turnaround. Everybody's concerned about the players, but what about the announcers? Huh? Yeah, come on. What about, exactly. And where's this media food we were promised? Yeah, right. All right. <laughs> Dick, enjoy your weekend. It's going to be quite a treat. Thanks, Dick, for the time today. We'll talk to you next week.